It's a wonderful occasion, a very good occasion, and a little bit awesome, too. I've never been in a room with so many wits. I don't think I have, anyhow. Even the Congress of the United States couldn't compare, could it? So, I still, after all these years of teaching, still of the undiscouraged opinion that learning is one of the best things we do, even when it isn't one of the things we do best. Sometimes it's discouraging, as you must have found out, that uh, all there is to learn and so little equipment for doing it with. So these are some poems about learning. The first thing you remember, or rather you don't remember, was learning to talk, which is pretty miraculous. You didn't have to go to a university to do it either, not even to Berlitz School. And the second thing, they drag you away to the school. The shades of the prison house close round the growing boy and girl. And you have to learn to make the little squiggles that are the visible imitations of the sounds you had been making without trouble since your first or second year. So a little celebration of the alphabet will be in order. This is called a primer of the daily round. It's a primer because you have great A and little a, a picture of an aardvark. And the letters begin by being just letters, but then because of our uncontrollable impulse to find relation everywhere, they turn into a sort of story and they begin to form groups by themselves. And, uh, you remember suddenly that the letters are also called characters. So, a primer of the daily round. A peels an apple while B kneels to God. C telephones to D who has a hand on E's knee. F coughs. G turns up the sod for H's grave. I do not understand, but J is bringing one clay pigeon down while K brings down a nightstick on L's head. And M takes mustard, N drives into town. O goes to bed with P, and Q drops dead. <laughs> R lies to S, but happens to be heard by T, who tells you not to fire V for, for having to give W the word that X is now deceiving Y with Z, who happens just now to remember A peeling an apple somewhere far away. <laughs> 30, oh, it's about 20 years after writing that, a dreadful suspicion occurred to me you can't prove that the alphabet is in alphabetical order. <laughs> um, it's, it's different with the integers where you get from one to the next by adding one, but you can't get from Q to R by adding one. I don't know where this speculation will take us presently. <laughs> I read from somebody he goes furthest who knows not where he's going. 
but it is a sort of indication of at the bottom of all our orders there is chaos. Maybe the alphabet is meant to teach us that because at the bottom of all our orders too is faith. Once you have faith that the alphabet is indeed in alphabetical order because you've been told so from Sesame Street on, you can do wondrous things with it. I was going to count the number of entries in the unabridged dictionary, but I happen to have this knack of reading the right page of the right book at the right time, and I can assure you that I am told on good authority it's uh, 550,000 entries that can be made out of those 26 elements. Of course, many more could be. Well, now we move on from learning the alphabet to a stage that you're all well past when learning doesn't look so good to you. This was written to, for our firstborn son when he was 12 and it embarrassed the hell out of him when his teacher read it to the class. But he has recovered and gone on to higher things and is now in his 40th year, so it doesn't seem to have done him much harm. To David about his education, the world is full of mostly invisible things, and there is no way but putting the mind's eye or its nose in a book to find them out. Things like the square root of Everest, or how many times Byron goes into Texas, or whether the law of the excluded middle applies west of the Rockies. For these and the like reasons, you have to go to school and study books and listen to what you are told and sometimes try to remember. Though I don't know what you will do with the mean annual rainfall on Plato's Republic, or the calorie content of the diet of worms. Such things are said to be good for you, and you will have to learn them in order to become one of the grown-ups who sees invisible things neither steadily nor whole, but keeps gravely the grand confusion of the world under his hat, which is where it belongs, and teaches small children to do this in their turn. And well, well, flattery will get you not everywhere, but somewhere. <laughs> this last poem may have to do with education only in a sort of honorific sense. Um, it's called During a Solar Eclipse, and I was viewing this solar eclipse from a place where my university holds its commencements, and the two things got associated because the remaining, the relic light during a partial eclipse is so solemn and so sad and so wonderfully strange. So during a solar eclipse, the darkening disk of the moon before the sun all morning moves, turning our common day a deep and iris blue, Daylight of dream in which we stand bemused and looking on backward at shadow and reflected light. While the two great wanderers among the worlds enter their transit with our third, a thing so rare that in his time upon the earth a man may see as I have done but four, in childhood two, a third in youth, and this in likelihood my last. 
We stand bemused while grass and rock darken and stillness grows until the sun and moon slide out of phase and light returns us to the common life that is so long to do and so soon done. Thank you. My name is Bobby Kapoor from Houston, Texas. I'd like to know what do you feel is the future impact of poetry in a society so dominated with mass media? As the nation's first half-deaf poet laureate, I didn't hear that much at all. <laughs> if nothing worse happens to the Republic, we'll be all right. Can you translate? I was just asking, <laughs> in a society so dominated with mass media and communications like television and computers, what do you feel is the future impact of poetry? Well, I don't do much looking into the future, which is rather shorter for me than it is for you. <laughs> and besides, I don't recommend it in general. Think how awful it would be if you found out. And as for the future impact of poetry, I suppose it'll be about the same as the present impact of poetry, which is about the same as it used to be. 